Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A number of restaurants and shop owners are struggling to find staff for Christmas reopening, as many workers feel coming off the, the PUP payment is actually just not worth it. Uh, Richard Guiney of Dublin Town Business Group said that a number of businesses are suffering as people are hesitant to give up the pandemic unemployment payment as they fear they may be out of work again after the Christmas period. And the government have claimed it made it clear, by the way, it's not just a possibility, according to the government, that you know the lockdown will happen again in January, the full-on lockdown, level five. It's inevitable, is the words they're using. Inevitable. How they can make that prediction is beyond me. But anyway, we all know now that uh, President Tony Holhan and Neffet are running the show now anyway, so it makes no difference. Some big retailers are not having problems, but many staff feel it's not worth it this year. Many workers want to stick with the PUP payment and are worried that if they come off it, it might be just a few for a few weeks and it'll take them time to get back on it again. Adrian Cummings, who's the CEO of the Restaurant Association of Ireland, said that restaurants and cafes are having a great, great difficulty trying to convince workers to actually come back to work. He said 40% of the industry is gone. Another 20% is still on the PUP payment. We're trying to attract them back into the industry and we're finding it difficult at the moment because they're earning €350 and there is a bonus payment in the first week. So we're finding it hard to fill those vacancies that we have. So you can understand, if so, the PUP payment bonus is paid out tomorrow, by the way, so, like, if you're in a PUP payment between now and Christmas, that's three more weeks at 350 plus your bonus, which is 350 divide that by three, it's 115 or so. So that's 465 It's worth 465 a week. There's very few restaurants you're going to earn 465 a week between now and Christmas. So realistically, why would they want to go back? So the PUP payment has made it difficult for people to actually get people to work for them anymore, you know, on minimum wage. And the PUP payment is paid out, as we know, at different rates, 203, 250, 300 and 350. Employer Kieran uh, said that it has been uh, significantly more difficult to find workers in 2020 compared to 2019, as his business has had to revert to using agencies just to recruit staff. But I want to ask you if you believe people who decide not to go back to work should have their PUP payment uh, stopped. Because I did hear a story today of somebody who worked in a restaurant and they told a friend that their boss had been ringing them all week to come back to work and they were ignoring the boss's calls. Because they said, if I go back to work, I have to get childminders for the kids. It's not worth it. I'm earning more money now out of work than I was when I was working because I have no expenses, obviously. You don't have to go in and out to work. You don't have to get up off your arse. You don't have to get the kids looked after. And you get 350 into your hand a week. Happy days. So while the PUP payment is there, people just won't go back to work. Now, maybe you're in this situation yourself. I'd like to hear from you. Can you understand why people who have the payment have been actually in fear of returning to work again? And apart from anything else, and I heard uh, Mr. Cummins saying this during the week on the radio, that people are getting used to not working. Many people, not all, by the way. Some people will always have a good work ethic. But there are people out there who only literally work for the money. They don't work because they enjoy the social aspect of work or don't enjoy their job. They work literally for the money. Those people would be far happier sitting at home and getting paid. And that's what they're doing at the moment. So do you believe if people can go back to work and don't, that the payment should be taken off them completely? That's the question I'm asking. Should the PUP payment be taken off people who will not go back to work? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. Should it be cut off them? Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Niall, Niall the Fairy Boylan. Ah, stop. 
Yeah, yeah but go on. Now. Yeah, but get, getting back what to the paper, paper. So, if I'm Mary, for example, and I work in a restaurant, and my yeah. boss rings me yesterday, or, or should I say last Thursday, and said, "Listen, Mary, great business. We're back open again for the Christmas. Looking forward to having you back in." And Mary goes, uh, "Well, no, I'm not. I'm I'm on a pup payment at the moment, and I'm going to get a bonus next week. I, I'll stay on that till, till the new year. Your grant. Sh- should I should I be taken off the pup payment?" Well, no, that's, that's, it's very difficult to answer because it's... it's what's difficult about it? What's difficult about it is who, how are the government going to know who works in restaurants? Oh, well, they won't. Part-time. Well, maybe they do know. Maybe they have everybody you know, listed on the PUP and whatever. No, it would be, it would be an administration nightmare to find out it who's doing this. Yeah, but go on. Administration in a hurry, like straight away, it would be a very, like over long term, maybe in six months, but not an immediate thing where... Um, if the employer rings up to the, the welfare and says, listen, Mary works for me and she refuses to go back to work, what are you going to do about it? If you were an know. employer, would you snitch on Mary? I would not. Or John, let's be happy sexist. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, like, it's, it's a very difficult, it's just another one of these the difficult situations to be caused by this. And it's a, it's a moment in time that, please God, it'll be gone and we won't have to have this subject again. But, but it's it just, I, I, it, there's two sides of the argument. God help the, the restaurant people because... They're going flat out until until the end of the year, which is only four, three, or three, just over three weeks away, and that's it. Then in January, yeah. But some uh, people, no, no, obviously not all, but some people have been spoiled by this pup payment because they're at, because they don't have any expenses. You take Mary, for example, who might have two kids, and before she would have had to get a childminder to go to work or whatever. If maybe she's single, I'm taking worst case scenario, single parent. Mm. She's now saving money because she's getting money into her hand every week. Doesn't have to get a childminder or whatever it is. Doesn't have the expense of driving in and out or getting a in and out to work so for them they've been some people have been spoiled by the PUP payment well in the ideal world in the ideal world if, if the restaurant was paying you 200 quid a week 250 quid a week and the government realised this then they would give you the balance to bring you back up to the PUP payment and the government why, why would they do that when you weren't earning that much before I, don't why, know. I mean that, that that's it's a really difficult one to answer. No, it's not. What, I mean, hold on. So let's say you go back to work and you only earn, say, 280, right, rather than 350, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's all they'd say. That's all the errors the boss can give you. Um, b- but before the PUP payment came along, you were only going to earn the 280 anyway, probably. So, I yeah. mean, why, why would the government give you more money extra? Unless, of course, you're in a family and then you're entitled to family income supplements. But, I mean, why would the government give you more money? Because just of your the job. Very, because of the very situation we're in, no human being is going to who has three hundred and fifty coming in every week, no questions asked, is going to get on on the on the app and say, right, I'm signing off, and I'm going to lose seventy quid by signing off. What human being is going to do that? None. Oh, good. So say that for a second, because I want to go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Hits. He's got a point, John. Who's going to go off it for less money? No. Yeah. Well, well, you see, the fact is, I mean. What's going to happen to the jobs? So if there's nobody there... Well, they're, getting, they're, they're recruiting agency workers at the moment because they just can't well, get well, people. Well, well what you did with our idea the other day, about the 17,000 people that could maybe get in this amnesty, you know, right? Oh, people right. want to be very careful you now there because no, this is exactly no, no. the type of job. No, but this is exactly the type of jobs you now that the, the people will slip into that's come in. It happened in England. They've done all the medium jobs and they've been cheap. People walk up and they said, what the hell is going on here? And this is exactly what will happen. Now, if you're on the payment, obviously you're getting more money, and we all like more money. But the thing is, your job was there yesterday, and if your job is there today, you know, and they want you back, you should go back. But, this, the, but this is not, but John, 
hell you doing, John? This is not hey. a um, this is not like a welfare thing that in six months or a year's time we'll have this or this time next Christmas we'll have the same issue. We won't have the people that are refusing to go back to work this Christmas because of PUP will definitely have to go back to work next Christmas because there'll be no PUP next Christmas. It is just... It is I don't the know. Moment. The way things are going at the moment, I'm not too sure about that. I think this will be going on forever, the way things are going no, at the moment. No, it, it, it will not. It will not. It will but, not. but no, you see, this is... So you tell me I should book me holidays. Are you, you, know what I mean? are you that confident, Dermot? I've booked... I've, sorry, John. I've booked me holidays to go back to Cyprus next September and I'm willing to take a gamble. I lost a thousand euros on this holiday gone this, this summer because of it. But I'm gambling next by next September. It will be uh, safe to travel. So I'm, I'm, I'm banking on that. Okay. Okay. Now you made the point. You, you made the point there about you know what's going to happen after Christmas that these businesses will probably be closed down anyway, and people will, will be yeah. back in POP, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is, look, yeah, we'll cross that bridge and come to it, but they'll be back on it for the simple reason that there is an agenda here, like we're pushing this vaccine, right? So therefore, they are going to close down on January and February because they want to push this vaccine. Well, I tell you, January is going to be an absolute and utter mess between level five, which has been predicted, and on top of that, you've got Brexit. It is going to be an absolute, and if it looks like there's no deal, now we won't know again because he's meeting Ursula during the week again, Boris. We won't know what's going to happen there, but it'll be a mess, mess. if If the Brexit goes wrong, like, whatever about viruses are bad enough and everything and all the misery. Did you hear the story like, about the, the no deal the, today? If the Brexit goes wrong, I tell you something, we are in serious well, well, the, the, Okay, so the latest story on no deal is that if there's a no deal Brexit, okay, we are going to have six kilometre tailbacks at Dublin Port yeah. with an overflow uh, in the overflow car park in Dublin Airport. They're yeah. going to possibly have to close the tunnel to the general public because the tailback will have to go through the port tunnel. Yeah, it's going it'll to be, be a disaster. It's disaster, going to be a nightmare. Well, and, and on top of that, we still haven't discussed the border yet. If there's a no deal Brexit, and it looks like a no deal Brexit, it looks very, very likely uh, that uh, Britain will be quite happy to break international law. But however, we will have to be then. It won't be Britain. We will have a responsibility to put a border between Newry and Dundalk. Uh, and if we don't, and, and also in Derry and other places as well, and if we don't, we'll be in breach of European well, law, or of international let, let law. Me, let me predict something. Sorry, John. Let me predict something right. for you, Niall. There is going to be a deal, and I'll tell you why. Because the big elephant in the room for the UK is Joe Biden getting into the White House. And Joe Biden... Has said, oh, no, I know. He, uh, he has absolutely... He, he has told Boris to sort it out, yeah. Him. He is threatening him. He's, he's, uh, he is absolutely... He's not like Trump, who didn't give a shit about Ireland. Biden is one of the most pro-Irish presidents we've had in generations. I'd say certainly since Clinton and even, even before that. And he will not mess, he will not have the UK messing around with the Irish, with the stability of this country economically and obviously uh, politically. And he will, he will, he will shut up the arse of the Brits if they, if they tried, if Johnson tries to pull a fast one. He, he well, will, will be a deal. deal. Well, we'll, he, we'll, we'll have to wait, we'll have to wait for another few days before the end of the week, I believe. Although I was only talking to somebody there tonight and I said this could go on and not be decided till I probably the 27th of December. Yeah, that's 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 what happened last time around, wasn't it? Right up to the D Day, so to speak. Yeah, okay, but look, we're, we're, there's no point talking about because we don't even know what's going to happen yet. Yeah, we're still yeah. kind of we're just preempting it, right? But right, it will no. be. A, but it, but the point I'm making is it'll be a mess on top of another mess. Exactly. Well, chalk it all. Oh, so okay. So, but John, if I decide not to go back to work and decide I'm better off for the PUP payment because I get a nice bonus tomorrow for Christmas and everything else, should it be stopped? Should the PUP be stopped to be? 
Well, if you're jobless, there, I reckon you've a moral obligation to go back to work, right? Because this is the person who actually implied you. Okay, the money might not be the most fantastic thing we know. Residents, uh, uh, some of them pay good, more don't pay that good. But I mean, like this was the job you had. This was the type of money you earned, and you, your life revolved around it. Just because you're getting extra money, no, because there's a pandemic there. That's not the fault of the business. I mean, what about the loyalty to the job that you had? That's the moral. That's the moral argument, John. But put yourself in the shoes of the person who has three hundred and fifty coming in, and possibly he's going to get a bonus. Are they going to go onto the app tomorrow and sign off and go in and work their arse off? Is there an app? I didn't know there was an app. That's how you sign on. You sign on on the app. Oh, there's an app, is there? I didn't even know there's. there's I, I thought you went well, online and just did it. They didn't well, know there's well, an app. Well, what happens then? Right, we say after Christmas, then like if this goes on, they don't go back, and the employer's looking for them, right? And then they find that the, the job is not there for them, or worse still, that the business is closed down, and then they're really looking for a job because this payment is going to come to an end. It's not. It's yeah. not indefinite. Oh no, no, it's not indefinite. And well, mind you, I don't know how long this whole carry on is going to last it will have to it will have to last as long as the as the covid lasts and uh, the next three or four weeks of business i don't think there's an app there but sorry i've just been very phobia i don't no it's, a, no, it's just it's online, online 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 yeah, sorry sorry that's what i meant you, oh, okay. you go I, I just make it, it made it sound very easy there was an app i was, was tap tempted to download it myself <laughs> no, there no, no, 350. this is why he said to go back to the vaccine again this this payment well, will be shoved out of the equation as fast as you can because once the vaccines come in... Oh, I don't know. Be... There's, there's, there's experts now saying, oh, we don't think the vaccine is the answer and all. Oh, that's a pain in me whole listen to the whole I'm thing. I'm sure it's, it's, it's just a nice... Yeah. No, no, John, to be fair, it, I don't think it's nothing to do with the vaccine. It's quite simply... It's simple, uh, uh, there's no grey area here. It's black and white. If your business is open and you're available, it, it's your job, you're available for work, then in theory... Morally, you should go back to work, do your work, and and get on with it. By the way, just just out of curiosity, um, John, the vaccine is available tomorrow morning, and there's yep. plenty of them to go around, hundreds of thousands. Will you be going down to get one? Theoretically, no, I, I, I have no intention of getting it. Right. Okay. Well, any particular reason? Well, because I, I look, we were told to I mean that the food kitchen sink at this thing race, and it was all about money, and there was such an effort by all the people involved in creating vaccines around the world, like I mean, all the pharmaceuticals came together, money poured yep. in, like billions poured in, right? Yep, yep. But at the same time, I've heard other experts saying that never before in the history... Has a vaccine been produced so quickly? Has it been produced so quickly? Like, well, I mean, you could like, argue there's a lot of effort, as you rightly said, put into yeah. that, a lot of money, I, that's why. I, I, I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning and uh, find, then, me and me find me. two legs hanging off. Okay, so no, okay, the point is, John has said no. What about you, Dermot? Absolutely, 100% take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I think it's, it's irresponsible. Hang on. Simon Harris would be happy it's I gave irre- that balance. It's, it's irresponsible for John to come out with a statement like that about the, about the scientific and how, how it was it was done in less but than, than a year. Uh, okay, but hang on, hang on. I have to go to Morris anyway. Wait there for a second, lads, will you? Morris, uh, okay. sorry, Jeepers. Good evening, Niall. How are you doing? Have you had a, um, oh, a Shakespeare quote on your show before? A Shakespeare quote? Uh, yeah, on your show before. I'm sure you're going to give me one, but go on. I will. I want the toot, the whole toot, and nothing but the toot. Oh, help sorry. you, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. Morris, did you wait 15 minutes just to say that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> i tell you what it is. I'm great. It's great to see things changing in Ireland, and I'll give those two men an example. Yeah. And I hope they'll agree with me, because they're from the opposite end of the country. People don't live to walk anymore. We walk to live. Mm. Okay. And the attitudes are changing towards people. The, the 
Well, what, about Niall Niall Niall, what about Niall Boylan? What about Niall Boylan? Do you think Niall Boylan wants to live? I wouldn't think so. I, he, he enjoys his job and he lives to work. Well, hang on, Jeremy. Did, did you ask Niall Boylan? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I do enjoy my job, but I, I, I would rather not... If somebody said to me tomorrow, you know, here's a billion euro, I, I'd probably still do the odd gig every now and again or I'd do something myself or whatever, but I don't think I'd be working every day in the radio. I'm not sure, Niall. You're, you're, I, lo- no, I love my job and everything. You're like, yeah, a, lot of, you're like a lot of... You either have the etiquette to work or you don't. Oh, no, I, I, like, do, like I do enjoy work. working, yes, I do, because I enjoy my, my job. I'm one of the lucky but people in the world who has a job he actually likes. Your existence on this earth is not to work to make somebody else rich. Your no. existence well, I can tell you now, I'm not making my boss rich, that's for sure. No, but you, This is independent money, radio, you know. You can have a, you're making money to have a, a decent standard of living. So, 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 so uh, Morris, if that's the case, when was it ever a case where we um, lived to People work? People were treated in other words, like worse than dogs here, Dermot, in the industry, when the lockout was on in 1913. Jesus, you have a short memory for the taxi man. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, no, no. Hold on a minute. I don't get your. I don't get your argument. Your argument is saying that people, at the moment, are you telling me today in 2020 we are we are we are being treated like dogs that we we have we we live to work instead of work to live. And that that's the way this country has gone because everybody gone greedy when the tiger came. They He's got. Yeah, Jeremy, he does everybody. have a point. I mean, our lifestyles. If you go back, say, you know, thirty years ago we would have had half the bills that we have now. We didn't have an internet bill. We didn't have a second car. We didn't have the holiday every year to Spain or whatever it is. We didn't have all those things, the Sky TV. Look at the amount of extra bills that we have nowadays that we didn't have then. So we now have to work longer hours and harder to get that much money for that that lifestyle. Exactly. Well, 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 you could use the argument. You could use the argument of my father who had to bring up six children himself and his wife, my mother and father, on one wage, so there's no way my father enjoyed his life. My father worked yeah. his balls off every day, and he and anything that happened. Yeah, but he worked. But he worked nine work. to five, didn't he? And he worked nine to five. But the point is, my, uh, work at the yeah. there, my father raised ten of us, five boys, yes. five girls. I mean, mother there's, no way, there's no way. There's no This reminds me of the Yorkshireman sketch on Monty Python. In my day. My father raised 26 of us and we lived in a shoebox on the motorway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and at night he'd beat us to death. Okay, yeah, okay, we're getting back, sorry, Morris, to the actual question. I mean, it is true that at this particular moment in time there's a lot of people out there on PUP payments who should be back in work, but they're refusing to go back because they're better off on the PUP payment for the Christmas. Who's, 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 who's responsible for that? the employers for not giving them a decent wage to get them back to work. Well, maybe the employer can't offer them full-time. They might be able to only offer them for part-time for the moment. Well, you see, yeah, well, nice, if, nice. They've on, if, if they've been on part-time jobs and they've contributed to the tax system for over the years, nice. why well, shouldn't All they right. be entitled okay. to get something back off the so, so Yeah, well, well, hang on. John is gagging to get in there. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, well, you see, the thing there about uh, what Malice is saying about if they were better paid, like, you see, that's grand. We all see when we go to the Canary Islands and Lanzarote and everywhere, where you get Ooh. the grand cheap meals when you go out, like, well, what's the poor bastard in the kitchen being paid, like? So this, this is, you have to factor that in as well. I mean, if you, uh, is Malice prepared, like, to pay uh, so that we'd say, if I'm working in, in the kitchen, like a reporter, right, or serving staff, like, that I'd get a really good wage if he prefers to pay a, a fairly substantial hike in his meal. 
And at this at this moment in time, Morris, how do you expect yeah. restaurants? How do you expect restaurants with what's going on this year? We're not, we're not talking about previous years or next year, the year after. We're talking about now at this moment. Yeah. How well, would you said, expect a restaurant? Sorry, Morris. How would you expect well, a restaurant to, to to hire staff back in and pay them top wage when they're only working at forty or fifty percent of the capacity anyway? Yeah. I understand. How do you smoke your arguments? But what I'd say to you is, John, the argument you put up over the holiday places and the restaurants and what's the poor bastard in the kitchen at bed. Obviously, they're charging enough to make a profit from the meals. It's pure greed here. Why can I, why can I go into an off-license? Uh, well, no, with the greatest respect, Morris, I don't think restaurants at this particular moment in time... Sure, last weekend, I heard some restaurant owners saying that one particular restaurant over the course of the two nights, he had 80 cancellations. People booking yep. tables and yeah. not showing up. Now, personally, believe, I personally believe restaurants... At this particular time, because obviously they're, it's, it's hard for them to make a living. They're trying to get people back out into restaurants again. I think they should charge a deposit. Absolutely. Very true. Well, what I'd say to you is... And it should be just a 10 euro per table deposit. If I could go into a, an off-license and buy a bottle of wine for eight quid, and I go into a restaurant with my partner and have a bottle of wine that's 32 quid, same bottle of wine, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, but I know. Yeah, but but, 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 no, but hang on, Mark. That's the, the, that's always been the case. You can't start moaning about something like that. You, you're paying for the pleasure of sitting at a table in a warm premises and somebody else pouring it out in a glass for you. That's what you're paying for. And if you don't like the idea, that sit at home and, and take it. And, and who's paying? Uh, in that case, uh, Morris, when you're sitting in, yeah. in the Ivy, in the, we take the Ivy down there off Dawson Street. Yeah. How much does it cost to heat that place to insure it, to light it, to, to the rates, to, do, to lay taxes. it on the table? Everything. They have to make a profit. <laughs> you can't sell you a bottle of wine at the price of an off license. I don't. I don't think there's many restaurant owners with the greatest respect. Morris are millionaires. There's a few that make it a couple of quid, all right, but oh, they're not millionaires. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? One major guy in this country, you know, Nevin McGuire, Nevin, yeah, the, the, yeah. Kevin, he said it's not worth his world to open back up because he's closed. He's open. He's closed. He's open. It's financially right. impossible for him to do it, and he's right. So no, he's I, and I think right. I think a lot of them feel the same way, but they're they're just fed up, so they want to just open and obviously keep their reputations going as well. Because geez, at this stage, they will have lost a generation of people. I want to keep their reputations going. Because I spoke to a guy the other day who works in a major retail store. I won't name which one, right? And he's been working there for 20 years. And he said to me, in July to August, when they were kind of open again, do you remember they were all back open again? Yeah. He said, it was an electrical store, right? That's all I'll yeah. say. But he said, I said, God, I must have been mad busy. I said, with the queues outside and everything else. And he says, no, there was no queues. He said, there was a queue for the first two or three days. After that, yeah. he said, we didn't even need a security guard outside. And he said, our turnover for the two or three months was 40% down. He said, I'll tell you why. He said, because during the first lockdown, we socially conditioned people to shop online. And then what happened was, it's going to take a long time to get them back out to the retail sector. And he says, I don't think we will get everybody back. He said, the only people making money out of this is Amazon. And Amazon are making an absolute fortune. And you know who's making a fortune now as well? And I'll tell Couriers. You, you probably know it already. Yeah, but you know what the couriers are doing? They're that much out the door. They're hiring taxi drivers. Yeah. Taxi yeah, Dermis. Hold on, hold on. I got to, I got to, hang on. Morris, I can, I can argue that one with you very, very strangely, right? In order... Don't be don't be fooled by this. Taxi drivers are, are doing all this uh, courier work. They're doing this courier work for nothing. I wouldn't do it. They're doing. Can, you, do can, it you can you can deliver for Amazon if you want to. You can lo- register online, can't you? That's right. You can. Yeah. Are you telling me that that Amazon are going to pay you top dollar? They are the whole. They you are going to get paid. You're going to get paid about two euro a drop. Yeah, your your business is not regulated anymore. And you know there's cowboys in it like every other industry in this country. I seen a taxi driver the other day jumping out of his taxi up and out of the town <laughs> and looking with a DHL top on him. 
and he running around yeah. like a blue arse fly dropping particles. Yeah, but if you but hold on, I know you're saying two euro a drop, right? But if you are working for DPD or any of these places, right, and you have a route and you know exactly where you're dropping off and you're used to doing it, you can make a quite a substantial amount of money at two and three euro a drop. Okay, okay. You know provided you do it right. You know, if you're going from one place and going five miles away to another for two euro, it's not going to be worth your while. Let me explain it. The way yeah. it works, the way it okay. works is, hang on just one second, Morris. The way it works is simple, Niall. They, they have a, a set routine that if you're working Dublin 18, so you do 150 yeah. drops, all around Dublin 18 and all around Sandyford Dola, or out by Swords and Holy. You don't go to Swords, it's Sandyford and back to Swords. You, you, you have one routine. But the point is, as Niall said, or as uh, Morris said there, that yeah. guy is, is jumping out of his taxi, running like a fucking lunatic <laughs> to try and get them. Because quite simply, and it is two euro, the mind is three euro, it's two euro a drop. You have to Does do it matter? I, well, is, okay, is that just the standard feed? It doesn't matter how expensive or how cheap the item is. To make. Absolutely nothing to do with it. You, you get paid by the drop. Right, quite okay. simply, to make 200 quid a day, you have to do 100 wow. drops. You try wow. doing, going to 100 destinations in one day. Okay, okay. Well, I do know a guy who works in the UK for one of those companies and he makes a substantial amount of money. But anyway, he's been doing it for years. But stay there for a second, lads. Let me just go to Sheila as well. Sheila, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Sheila? Hi, Niall. Hi, Sheila. How are you? I'm good. Not a bother. Yeah. Start a row. Come on. Start a row. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, I mean, okay, so you couldn't wait to get back to work? No, I couldn't wait, and I think people need to get off their asses now and get this country back up and running. Like, mm-hmm. people that are still on the PUP are just taking the piss. Yeah, well, there are some people because there, some yeah. people's jobs are still closed, I get that. Yeah, I but most are back, yeah. most should be back in work yeah. now. Yeah, most of them I have to ask you the obvious question. She says she'll be back to work. Did you go back to work? Were you up money or down money from the PUP? You mind me asking? I was, I was up money on the PUP. And you you still gave it up and went back to work for less money? Yeah. Oh, bye, James. I'll take my hat off to you. Well, there you I'll go. I'll take my hat off to you. I, well, fair yeah. play to you. I, I, well, I, and I would agree you. with that. I would thank agree you. with that. Morally, it's a, a bloody okay, good Okay, so, so uh, should people be cut off the PUP payment if they don't go back to work, Sheila? I think it should be um, maybe cut in half. If they don't go back to work? Yeah. So, in other words, if you're offered your job back and refuse to go, that your PPAY payment is oh, cut. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that. I think that €350 Euro was very generous. Well, depending on the job you have, yeah, it's different amounts of money, well, of course, Well, yeah. I don't get that now that I'm back at work. I can tell you that. So you, so you basically were better off. Don't forget, by the way, you have to pay tax on that money. Yeah. As you go. But no, you don't have to pay it yet. It's not for a well, f- you can pay I'm, it over I'm, a few years or something. I'm uh, a catering assistant, uh, catering assistant in a school. I work for a company and okay. I enjoy my job. And I think people need to get their asses now into gear and get this country back up and running. Yeah. But, but yeah, but see, a lot of these people in the restaurants, they're saying, well, sure, why should I get me arse in gear, get it up back up and running again when I'm going to be back out of work again in January? Well, I mean... They can do it now. I mean, for three hundred and fifty euro a week, and then if they if they were cut off to one hundred and fifty, then they'd know all about it. They'd yeah. be begging. They'd be begging to go back to work. Yeah, but again, again, the, the obvious. So she's saying they're spoiled, Dermot, Is what she's saying? No, she is. She's a hundred percent right. Like this is not a case of who's right or wrong. Morally, it's the thing to do, and she's dead right. But the bottom line is, as I said at the start, is one: how can you expect people who have bills to pay in the whole lot? Are they going to go off the PUP and go out to work, get up in the morning, go out to work for less money, coming home with less money at the end of the week, 
And secondly, how administratively is the government going to... Well, I, I, I think one, Morris, Morris pointed out something interesting, right, and something we need to have a bigger discussion on in relation to the minimum wage. Because... Mm-hmm. He pointed out that 350 was obviously a figure that the government put on how much money it costs the average person, minimal, to, to live in Ireland, okay? And that's yep. before you start paying mortgages and, and all that kind of thing. But you need 350 quid, and absolutely. So there is a question to be asked about how much money should you earn in this country if you're working. And I personally believe that the minimum wage... You're not working. No, if you are working. Oh, sorry, if you are working, yeah. Yeah, now, I, I, I understand the arguments if from small employers, and I'm willing to have the debate someday, but if it was possible that the, the government would intervene and subsidise people's wage or whatever we were, we work it out, but I don't believe anybody should be earning less than £15 an hour, or €15 Euro an hour. Ah, stop, I, Niall. What, Sheila? I'm not on €15. Euro but you now. should be. You should, nobody, uh, below that is slave labour, if well, you ask I, me. Well, I work for a, uh, a chapter... It's his own business. Yeah, I know. And, and the point I'm making is, and I understand that chap's position, he obviously can't afford to pay you more than that. So the government, for small businesses, should be in, you know, helping them out by subsidising their wage in some way to bring it up to 15. Everybody uh, should earn 15 yeah. euro at well, least. Fa- at I least 15 euro an hour. I have a good, I know. I have a good <laughs> feeling. I have a good feeling that, that things are going to change when this is all over. Because the PUP, for the first time in, in the history of this state, has put people on good money for doing nothing, and I, no, I don't mean for doing nothing, but I being out of work. And I have a feeling that the minimum wage jobs, there's going to be, there's going to, something's going to have to change when this is all over, because people are people going are, to realise... Well, people are spoiled now. Yeah, well, people are going to kick up that they were on 350 quid a week, and now suddenly they're going back down below yeah, 350. Yeah. And people, when, the, when, when it's all over, whether the PUP is there or whether it's gone, if it's ah, if yeah, it's you're gone. going to have Richard Boyd Barrett and everybody else in the middle of the doll screaming for looking for a higher minimum wage, and he's right. He's he right, to right. A, yeah, to a point, he is right. Now, but we, but, but he's not right in the sense that we have to discuss how small businesses and how business in general, even the likes of say the big department stores, the Dunn stores, the Tesco's, all them, right? You know, I understand that they pay a, lo- a low wage. But that sector generally pays lower wages, right? That whole sector. But the reason is they employ a lot of people. So, you know, and I understand these people are millionaires, by the way, and they've probably got much richer over the last seven or eight months because all the supermarkets have been open. Uh, But the point is that we should be subsidising it. If the state can pay 350 a week on a PUP payment, there's no reason why the state can't subsidise people who are working. Well, to a certain extent, you're right there now, but the only thing is, as you said yourself, what is going to be the bill to this country when this is all over? Well, so so far, they, they estimate it's cost the country about 80 billion. Uh, we'll, stay, we'll stay there, both of you were saying. Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hi, Noel. How's it going? Paul, okay, you have an example of uh, a pub that just can't get staff. Yeah, my old, my old brother-in-law, he, he actually rang me. Um, uh, he, he rang me on Thursday, last Thursday, because they were heading back in then to open up on the Friday. Yep. And he couldn't get staff, and he rang me, because my youngest now, she's only 17, and uh, he wasn't sure whether she was 17 or 18. But seemingly now for serving food in a bar like that, you have to be over 18. Okay. So I was just having a chat with him, and he just said, look, he rang, he rang some of the staff, and um, the, the, the answer was, look, we're so uncertain, because the government are coming out in the morning and saying one thing, and then by that afternoon, mid-afternoon, then they've completely re- backtracked on what they had said that morning, and uh, they weren't going to take the chance of signing off. So they were staying on the PUP payment just in case? Just in case. And it was all down to the, to the uncertainty of 
uh, the government. Now, remember, we, we've, we've had two governments since the start of this pandemic. Yep. And yep. let's be honest. Well, we know, haven't really. They're two cheeks of the same arse, really, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. thank you for it. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you'll get away with murder tonight, Boylan, because you, you're missing it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. But, it's Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael. I mean, okay, one was confidence and supply. One is, you know, is not. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't make it's a coalition. What difference does it make? They're still well, in government the bottom, together. The bottom, line, the bottom line is that the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are the two cheeks of the same arse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never the hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you you're right, Paul. So the, the point that the government, because the government are reassuring people almost, they're going to be back out of work again in January. Yep. It has made it difficult for these people to make up their minds. So they're saying, "I'm hedging my bets. I'm staying on the PUP. I'm going to be out of work in January anyway. What's the point in going back for three weeks?" Well, you know, well, not only that, but you can you can understand, you know, and in all fairness, uh, Noel, the hospitality sector and particularly the, the vintners, they've been hit so hard. And they were promised, they remember, they weren't just promised once they could reopen. They were promised three times and they were slapped back down in the face. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. And you can't, like anybody who's in that sector, you can really, really understand why they're not going to take the chance to go back. But, it, but, but hang on, the point is that the restaurant is back open or the bar is back open. Their job is back there for them. They're meant to go back to work. Now, if it's a case that they close again in January, they can sign back on PUP again and they'll get it back again. Do you know what, Niall? Can yeah. I interrupt you? Yeah, then? Sheila, go ahead. My daughter, right, was working in a coffee shop and it closed up the last lockdown and she came to work with me and she had to go to the social welfare for because she's a, a single mom, right? Yeah. And... You want to see what she had to go through to get back on to the employment thing with the double. Well, oh. I, do, I don't, in fairness with the PUP payment, I don't think it's that stringent. I think you can get back onto it reasonably quickly. I no, think there's probably a week late. She was trying to go off the PUP and get it onto employment ladder again. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she showed me her phone the other day and she rang the, the social welfare. 30 times. Well, I, with the raise respect, ringing social welfare at the moment is a complete waste of time. Oh, absolutely. I believe loads of people have told me that. There's absolutely. no point. You have, to ring, you have to ring early in the morning, I believe, if you're ready to get them. You have to be on your knees, mm. like trying to get off the PUP. Like, imagine that. Trying yeah. to get off the PUP to go well, back to work. Noel, Sheila's saying there, and she's bang on. That's a huge factor as well, that why people won't um, sign off, because... They can't get in touch with the social welfare. And if they do try and sign off, how long are they going to be uh, maybe without a few bob or get themselves sorted? And, you know, that, that adds to the, to the headache as well. I know, I know. I'm mostly, I, well, as far as I know, they're fairly quick getting people back onto it again because of the kind of on and off situation that we've had over the last few months. But in saying that, they don't know that. And, and they're, they're, I suppose there's a fear there that they don't want to be a week without money. But there's also, there's also, Paul, as well, some people are saying they won't go back to work because the PUP payment are paying out a double money for Christmas uh, tomorrow. So, you know, they're going to lose out on that. So they're, they're actually down financially on the deal. Well, do you know what, Niall? Because, because you know as well as I do, working in a bar, working in a restaurant, they're not going to be millionaires out of that. Listen, come here. You and I are in the same business. So I, I've been, I was DJing all my life. I was gigging all my life in and out of bars, in and out of hotels. And I know. Do I know you? 
we do know each other, but let's let's not go there. <laughs> well, is that bad? Um, is, is that bad, Paul? Oh, no, 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 no. Did I rob a gig um, on you once or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what, what, you know, you know yourself. I've seen I've seen young students walking behind bars and going to college, and there's till maybe three or three in the morning, and then by the time they clean up and get out. And, um, you know, it's a tough old job, especially if you're trying to go to college as well. And a lot of students do take on jobs when they're, when they're in college. Yep. You know, but uh, no. In, but in, I mean, fairness, are you still DJing, by the way? I am slightly older than you, and I actually officially retired this year. Okay, because I was going to say, I feel sorry for DJs, club DJs, because their business is doomed, doomed. Come here, I can tell you now, Niall, I have... A couple of, I've got a good few contacts in the business like yourself, and two two lads who I know who are well known on the circuit around around the city. They've actually had to sell their equipment and taken on other full time jobs. Yeah, because of because of what happened. I know. I spoke to a mate of mine the other day who's very depressed about the whole thing. He hasn't gigged since last March, and he said, "Like, what am I going to do?" And I said, "You're going to have to look for another job." I said, because I tell you what, and I said, between me and you, the nightclub industry was on its knees before COVID came along anyway. It, yep. wa- it wasn't doing well. And, and, and you know as well as I do, if you go back to the early 1990s, DJs were getting 300, 350 a night. You know, up to March there, they were probably back down to 150 a night. I mean, there were, there were 10 a penny and there wasn't as many gigs around. Supply so and it demand. Beca- it became, unless you were well known, unless you had a little bit of a, a, a reputation behind you. Like yeah, me, re- I mean. I, I, <laughs> exactly, um, you know, people would ring me and and they'd say to me, <clears throat> now I did entertainment as well, and they'd ring me and they'd say, listen, I saw you had a gig and it was amazing, can you do me daughter's confirmation, can you do a communion, and I'd give them a price, and I'd well, look, I can get somebody for 150, and I'd say, you go and do that. Yep, absolutely, because yeah, you, you have to value yourself, you do. Yeah, of course, yeah, mm. and that, over the last 10 years, I noticed that it, it became cutthroat, and, and lads were... We're, we're undercutting lads and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, it didn't affect me and, and the two lads I'm talking about that did end up having to take on full-time jobs. It didn't affect them, but you know yourself. It oh, really no, God, you look, I, I can't give out about the nightclub industry and bar industry because I made a really good living out of it for 25, 30 years. Um, and and when, that, time, when times were good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know. Okay, well, well, hang, well, hang on for a second. Let me just go back to uh, who I had to go to. Veronica, is it? Say there, please, Paul. Veronica, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Veronica? Hi, Veronica. How are you keeping? I'm keeping good. All right. Okay, Veronica. People who don't return to work, should they be cut off? I think they should be. Okay. Like, at the minute, I'm in a position where I work in a hospital, and, like, I didn't have the option not to work or to go on to PUP. Yeah, you worked to the whole thing, yeah? I think. And I've been in a position before where I was working part-time hours. And yep. luckily enough, I was living at home, so I didn't have too many bills, but... I would have been financially better off on the dole, but I prefer to be out working. Yeah. I think if you're not willing to go back to work, even though if it's only for a few weeks, you should be cut off from the PUP. Yeah. So you should be just cut off because the, the reason some people, not all, but I mean, Paul is right, some people are staying on the PUP because they're uncertain. And maybe, you know, find it might be complicated to get back onto it again and might feel they're going to lose money. Others are staying off it strategically because they're making more money by staying off it. Or staying off, out of the job, so to speak. If you know, just say if you do work in a restaurant or a bar and you know it's going to be closed again in January, then you should have the option of going back onto it 
in January. Well, you will. You do have but the option to go back onto it. Then you should either, at the very least, you should be cut put down to the whatever the normal social welfare is if you have the option of going back to work, but you choose not to. All right, okay. Listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. By the way, somebody said, uh, oh, yeah, Sarah's telling me, a caller rang in twice to correct you. It's not the government giving the PUP, it's the taxpayers. He just wants to make this clear. That's pedantics, isn't it, really, to be honest with you? Who pays it out? The Department of Social Welfare. What's the Department of Social Welfare? Hmm, hmm. Civil service, isn't it? It's part of the state, the government. They pay it out, physically, don't they, every week? They don't have to pay it out, but they do. When I say they don't have to pay it out, that's what they decided to do back in March. Are you walking around, Mr. Taxpayer, handing it to people personally? No, your taxes are collected and distributed by the government and they have a responsibility to distribute your taxes properly. But, the, but you don't personally pay them. You're paying your taxes every week and I doubt very much you're paying €350 Euro in tax a week. Well, if you are, you have a very good job. All right, so I'm just saying. All right, you're being pedantic. It's the government that pay it out.